Welcome to Balanced Hormones, Balanced Life Podcast. This is Dana Palmer. I'm your host. Thanks for joining me as I discuss all things to do with health, hormones, and everything in between. Welcome to episode 19. This episode came about because a lot of times when I'm working with clients or I even just meet women, um, one of the first things that they usually tell me is that they're tired of being a mess or they're tired of just feeling like a mess, like everything's a mess. And um, I think that it's something that is a good idea to address, especially um, as the new school year starting. And I know life gets pretty busy. So I thought this would be a great time to go over this one. Um, what I wanted to talk about in this um, episode is that a lot of times we refer th- to things being a mess. I know I do. I know like when the kitchen's a mess, when the car's a mess, when my purse is a mess, like I kind of feel out of control. But I actually use that word mess like quite a bit. Like my husband will say, what's wrong? I'm like, I just can't handle this mess right now or whatever it is. And But I do use that word mess quite a bit. So I kind of got thinking about that and especially working with clients and myself because I do all of this stuff on myself is um, I was like, okay, so what's the definition of a mess? Like really seriously, what's the definition of a mess? So um, obviously, if you looked it up, you would find out that a mess, the definition, like the Webster definition is a dirty or untidy state of things or a place. And um, as I work with clients and I work with myself, I'm able to see that the physical messes in the house and in our environment don't always bug us and we can walk right past them sometimes and they're totally fine. What I have found is that when our mind is a mess, then all of the other messes and things start to stand out more and start to become more prevalent and it's just too much for our brain to handle. And so we kind of feel um, like we're kind of going a little bit crazy And um, I mean, I could be wrong. I could be just totally talking about me and my clients, but I hope that this hits um, home with anybody that's listening. Um, So one of the things that I think is really important is to pay attention to is when we're saying that something's a mess, whether it's physical, and a lot of times that's what it is when clients come to work with me, it's they feel like a physical mess. Maybe they've just had a baby and they're dealing with all this postpartum stuff, maybe um, you know, toddlers, whatever it is, older age, uh, into perimenopause, menopause, all of that kind of stuff. Um, but I want you to think about who you are blaming for your mess. And I think if you kind of look closely, um, and you do a real, real check on this, are you actually blaming the correct source? So stick with me here. So if the kitchen's a mess, right, I, my brain all of a sudden goes to like, well, nobody can clean up after themselves. You know, if everybody would just step in and help, then that would be a lot nicer and we could all get things done a lot faster and we wouldn't have this mess, right? So I'm blaming everybody else. And um, if I'm, you know, same with any other part, it's, I, it seems like it's easiest just to refer to somebody else and have it be somebody else's fault. But I want you to um, take this one more step, one step farther. If that item or that place or that thing is a mess normally, right? Like, you know, normal standards of a mess, right? And it doesn't bug you all of the time, 
then you need to just take this one step farther and say, who am I really blaming for this mess, right? And is that the person I'm supposed to be blaming? So a lot of times clients don't really like it when I start asking these kinds of questions and I start thinking, you know, getting them to just kind of think about their their mess of their health, their mess of whatever, a little bit differently. So one thing that's very important is to think, when did this, when did this messy feeling start? Was it, you know, right after you had a baby? Was it after you had a traumatic experience? Was it, you know, something um, physical happened? Whatever it is, could, can you pinpoint kind of a time frame when this started, this feeling of this mess or this physical hormonal mess started happening, all right? And the next question I want you to ask is, how is this mess of you, this mess of this feeling, right? All of this, whatever you're determining to be the mess, how is it affecting your health? And a lot of times people will say, well, my health is the mess. I'm like, just step back for a second. And I want you to think how is this mess affecting your health? How is it affecting your marriage? How is it affecting your relationships? All right. So um, if you take the time to really do this and, you know, whether you need to pause this and come back to the questions or, you know, write them down and then come back to them, I think it's really important that you do this work because it's going to not only obviously help you in all of those aspects, but ultimately what we're trying to do is balance your hormones and balance all of the, um, your thyroid and everything that's going on and is out of balance. So if it's going to take a little bit of work and you're um, ready and committed, then this is a great place to start. So I want to propose an idea. So what if you weren't a mess at all? What if you are exactly the way you're supposed to be? What if you're in the condition that you're supposed to be? What if everything is exactly the way it's supposed to be? All right, so think about that one. Now, I want you to think about what would you change if you really, or what would change for you if you really didn't believe you were a mess? All right, so now think about this one. So I remember when my kids were little and I look back and I really don't know how some days I made it through the day, like really seriously. And when I talk about my hus- this with my husband, it makes him so sad that my I felt so awful that I would have to go in the bathroom, shut the door, you know, cry for 10, 15 minutes while my body was just hurting so bad before I could come out and and face the kids again. And um, he's like, you never tell you never told me any of this stuff. And I, I was like, I I was trying to do it all, you know, whatever the reason is. But um I physically was a mess. I was an emotional mess. Like all of this stuff was going on, right? So, and I repeated that a lot in my head. Like, I'm just a mess. Like, I seriously am a mess. Like, I remember being in the bathroom crying that, like, about that. And I um, look back and I'm like, what if I didn't ever even say that? What if I said, this is exactly the way it is supposed to be? This is exactly what motherhood looks like. This is exactly where I'm supposed to be and learning from all of this and like what would have actually changed for me and how much faster my health would have healed. I would have been able to heal simply by changing that thought. So um, 
Byron Katie, who's one of my favorite authors, she um, often, when she does her work and stuff like that, she asks you the question, what would you be without that thought? Like if it just totally disappeared and you couldn't even think it anymore, right? What what would your life, what would change in your life if you didn't think that thought anymore? And, um, you know, looking back and I think, what, what if that thought wasn't even an option? Like what if I couldn't even... That wasn't even like on the plate of choices of thoughts, right? Like what would actually have been different for me, both physically and emotionally and all of that stuff. So if this is hitting home and you're feeling all of this stuff, wherever you are in your life, wherever your age, your kids, of your, the ages of your kids and all of that stuff, um, I, I kind of want you to address this as if you're like cleaning up your room, okay? You're cleaning up the kitchen. So... Um, with my kids, when their rooms are a mess, I can tell, like, I always am, like, paying attention to their emotions, kind of seeing what's going on with them and their friendships, because when their room is a mess, they don't want to go in, or obviously they don't want to go in there, but when their room is a mess and they are spending time in there, they're kind of, like, a little bit more emotional, a lot more testy, like, you know, just not like the sweet normal kids that I'm used to, so... Um, that's something that I use as like a cue is when their room's a mess, we kind of either need to do some thought work, emotional stuff and get it cleaned up so that it doesn't go into any other aspects of their life. So what I want you to do is check your space in your mind. So I want you to do this sitting quietly. So if you need to stop this and wait and listen until you can sit down quietly or, you know, write these ideas down, but I want you to sit down quietly and just sit there with your thoughts for a second. And the first thing that comes into your mind or the first few things is what I want you to really um, pay attention to, all right? So let's say the first thing I'm trying to call my mind down and then I think, oh, you know, something to do with my husband or we had a tiff in the morning, whatever it is, right? Any of that kind of stuff. Um, I'm going to kind of list those. So if you have your journal, write those down. Then... What you're going to do is you're going to um, pick one of the items that keeps coming to your mind. So maybe it is a relationship. Maybe it is something to do with work. Maybe it's, you know, church. I have no idea. Whatever it is for you, um, choose one of those things that keeps reoccurring in your mind. So let's say it is an issue that you're having with your husband or your spouse, right? So now I want you to look at this issue or this problem whatever you you know it is that's it recurring or the situation that happened and I want you to only look at the facts so it's really easy to do with a kitchen right like I could say well the counter is covered in cooking supplies school stuff like I could like literally tell you the facts all right if it's a relationship thing I need you to be really careful and only write down the fact. So if he said something in quotations, that's your fact, right? It, um, you're only going to write down your facts. No opinions, no things that you think that he thought, nothing like that. Just 100% the fact, the one, the thing that happened. And you'll notice that it's going to be kind of tricky to find it. And it's going to be kind of, um, kind of a downer when you look at it normally, because you're like, Oh, like I'm feeling super awful about this one fact. And so just just 
stick with me though. Just keep doing that, this um, exercise, all right? So once you look at the fact, then you realize that everything else that you're feeling about it is just your emotions. It's just, you know, whatever you think, whatever is your opinion is about it, whatever your story is, and that's your choice about this fact. You and I probably wouldn't have the same story and your husband probably doesn't have the same story. And so what I'm going to have you do in order to clean up this mess of this situation, right, is once you find that fact, okay, I want you to take a second and find three other opinions other than yours. So maybe it's going to be your, okay, if your husband has an opinion, maybe it's if somebody else was standing there, what was their opinion? What would be somebody else's opinion? So you're going to make up three other opinions about this, all right? And the whole, if, like if you were um, organizing a drawer, cleaning a room, and I I'm don't feel like I'm super creative at that kind of stuff normally, um, I can look at other people's ideas, but if somebody comes in and says, oh, you should totally organize it like this, and then another person comes in and tells me I should organize it like this, all right, that's what you're going to do with this thought. You're going to just take other people's opinions and then you get to pick what is going to best serve you. So you're going to do that same thing with the, with um, those other three opinions that you're going to pick. All right. Now, while you're doing this, I want you to pay close attention to the feelings in your body. So me personally, when I'm doing this exercise or ones like this, I normally feel it and you've heard me say this in the other episodes, in my solar plexus. That's right below my rib cage, basically, that um, spot in my stomach. And it just kind of makes me feel a little anxious right there, a little funky. Um, and, you know, kind of just pay attention if there's a location that you're finding in your body. All right. Now, as you go through each of those different um, opinions, I want you to sit with them, say them, get it to the point where you can actually physically feel feel a difference like you're actually kind of believing that thought or that uh, their opinion right and see if it changes locations in your body are they all in the exact same spot so a lot of the people that I work with have thyroid issues and they will always feel it in their thyroid area okay other people have it if they're having um any PMS any infertility stuff like that normally it'll be somewhere in their stomach okay They'll kind of get a pit in their stomach. So if it changes physical locations, then what I would suggest, um, if it so if it changes physical locations as you're going through the different opinions, right? And so say one makes you feel kind of yucky in your stomach, one actually makes you feel pretty good in your chest, right? So you then get a pick. Okay, so if this is really this drastically different and it's all I'm doing is changing a thought, then I could probably pick a different thought about this situation. I don't have to stay in a mess, right? Because the mess is what's creating you feeling like a mess. It's creating this all these hormonal imbalances and all of that stuff, okay? So if it's moving from place to place, then go ahead and choose a, an opinion if you don't like one of those ones and you really can't believe it then pick a different opinion or a different thought right that's going to better serve you and that physically feels better okay 
And that one takes a little bit of practice. And a lot of times it's thoughts a little bit more of compassion. It's That's one of the things I work really closely one-on-one with clients about is coming up with those things because they're in it and they can't see it as well. And so um, the coaching really helps helps with all of that. So then once you pick the one that feels the best, then keep practicing that one and watch what happens. Watch, watch what happens physically watch what happens um, emotionally, all of that stuff, and your hormones will be able to start to balance because there's no longer all those blockages, there's no longer any of the um, cortisol being the stress, you know, from that one thought. So if you're one of the people that has it in the, and you feel that physical feeling in the exact same part of your body, every no matter what opinion that you choose, okay, then... You know, you know, okay, so that's like my kind of my weak spot, right? Like I know my solar plexus is my weak spot. I know that that's a spot that I really need to take care of because if, um, you know, I totally can get out of balance if I let things, emotions and stuff sit there for too long. So if you found the location in your body, maybe it's your shoulders, your throat, your neck, your head, Right then you're on to something and you're starting to listen to your body, okay? You're understanding that um, this is where you hold your stuff. This is where you hold your mess, okay? And you can physically sit there and, um, you know, kind of like dig through the dirty junk drawer, basically, right, of that spot in your body and uncover the stuff that's that's hidden there. And when I'm coaching people, a lot of times they come to me for, you know, the hormonal stuff and all of that stuff. And when we start addressing it, all that hormone and stuff in a totally different way than they've ever even thought, right? They are able to have such profound healing and such amazing results because they're getting to the root of the problem. All right. So I'm asking you at this time to be selfish and to clean up your mess in your brain. Take the time and um, invest in yourself. That's like one of the things that I'm finding. And I, for me also for years, I was not, I, I did not put myself first and I just, I made myself sick. Okay. So you're probably in the same boat if you're listening to this or you can see yourself going down that road or you're on the way of digging out and, um, it's super critical that you take the time to do this stuff. Don't just listen to the podcast, but do this stuff. Sit down and do it. Listen to it slowly and stop and go and get, you know, really get it till it sinks in and have it be an exercise that you really actually do so that you can under, uncover the mess of the stuff that's going on inside of you because feeling like a mess is awful and we don't want to do that anymore. So I hope that this one helped you guys. And if there's um, any specific stuff that you have, you can find me on Instagram at Dana Palmer Coaching. My website's DanaPalmerCoaching.com. And um, I'm also on Facebook. If you are listening to this and you want to book a free consult with me, um, go ahead on my bio or most of my um, posts have the link where you can just schedule a free 25-minute session and see what we can get to in that 25 minutes, see if um, coaching is what you need a little bit more guidance. Um, normally I do about nine week um, packages is what I found is where um, at least nine weeks is 
where the kind of the sweet spot is where people start to really change and all of that stuff. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. I can't wait to hear what your thoughts are. And um, as always, super grateful if you leave a review and if you share this with a friend. And I will talk to you next week. Bye.